welcome to Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From Wellington, New Zealand, I'm Dave Wood, and joining me from Devon, England, is Dave Knott. Okay, so this week uh, we're going to explore changing of work circumstances and how that can impact indie development. Because I think it's fair to say that a lot of indies are part-time with their endeavours, that the indie work kind of takes place alongside either some contract work or a regular job. And Dave, I think your current working situation is is about to change and you're sort of heading into a new phase yourself. Yeah, so, so I guess... I guess we should probably rewind to kind of probably one of our very first episodes where we kind of discussed what I've been up to since that point up until now, uh, because until about 2017, February 2017, I was a just a, a web developer that worked for a company and I sort of fitted in my indie stuff around that. Yeah, when February rolled around, we sort of as a family decided that I would take some time away from work to take care of my son, Charlie, who was six months old at the time. And then that kind of became the day job. And I would then fit indie stuff in around, around that sort of during nap time, uh, during, you know, once you'd gone to sleep, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that remained the case until about uh, a month ago, because we're expecting baby number two. Uh, still need to think of a name, <laughs> um, but that now means that my wife is off on maternity leave, and kind of I can now get back to work. So what that means for me is that you know I'm kind of entering regular employment again for the next kind of foreseeable future, I suppose. Um, and yeah, that I. I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about what that will mean for for our indie stuff. Because I think, I don't know about you, but whenever, sometimes when I see uh, like a a developer on on Twitter that's got loads of followers and they've got a well-maintained blog and they've got a podcast, it's quite easy to think, oh, wow, they must just be like, you know, so sorted out in terms of their income from their indie stuff. It looks like they're really successful. Um, Yeah. But but you don't always know, do you? What what's actually going on behind the scenes? I mean, someone could kind of look at what we're doing. You know, we're we're hosting podcasts. We're quite active on Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes have a well maintained blog, um, <laughs> but not always. But you know, it, someone could think that of us. But actually, the reality is for me is that my indie stuff is nowhere near enough to sustain me and my family. Um, yeah. It's something that. I really, really wish one day could be, and I'm damned if I'm going to stop trying because I really believe that it could be, no matter how hard some people say it's getting. You know, you hear things, don't you, that um, you know it's harder and harder to make money on the app store and, and this and yep. that. But people, people do it. Um, people so do. I, I kind of, I, I refuse to accept that it's not possible. So, yeah, where am I going with this? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think that what you said just there about sort of how people present and what you see in the kind of image of, of what's achievable, achievable as an indie. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on there in terms of, of a lot of people as you come across them simply because you've come across them because they are active. Right. And then, um, because of that, you are seeing the people who are presenting themselves 
in a certain light. You know, you're seeing people talking about what they've got going on, uh, blog posts, podcasting, stuff like this. And so you're seeing the output, absolutely. And it doesn't mean that that's false or anything like that. A lot of people do have you know, interesting things on the go and some of those things are going to be successful, but you can't necessarily tell outside looking in exactly what's going on sort of beneath the surface. And I think the reality is true that for the vast majority of people um, as indies, there is a lot of kind of lever pulling going on underneath and juggling going on between different roles and responsibilities. So, you know, what you've described in terms of your situation of you were uh, developing as an indie, but also you, you effectively you are primary parents, f- full time dad, and th- and that is your your day job. And now that shifting, and and you're going into other work, and so there's this kind of gear shift going on underneath. Um, but the reality is that your your indie stuff has always kind of been been held kind of in the balance between whatever ever else is going on. And I think that side of indie development is quite true for a lot of people. You know, whether it is you've got contract work on the go, whether you're doing the indie work around um, a, a day job or situations like yourself in terms of being um, full-time stay-at-home dad, you know, th- those sort of situations I think are actually the norm for an awful lot of indie development. Yeah, again, I mean, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going going with this, but I, I think there's a truism to what you're saying in terms of, of like um, how people, how you come across people, how they present is is not necessarily the full truth. You know, and this, this sort of uh, struggle or juggle, if you like, is kind of the real sort of reality for a lot of people. Yeah, and I know when I when we kind of first started doing this podcast, I felt quite a lot of pressure to almost put up a bit of a front to kind of make it look like I was being more successful than perhaps I actually was. I, I don't know. It was a strange pressure that I felt. I can't quite describe it, but I, it's certainly not the case anymore. I think I think the biggest thing was um, the whole thing with my company that I had at the time that housed my indie apps. Um, I think once I'd kind of accepted that it was time for that to go away, I felt a lot more comfortable being open about that. Yeah. Because at the, at, prior to that, I, I kind of you know, I, I had a real company. It was a, it was like a, a proper limited company and I was a director and it all seemed really serious. And I was like, yeah, look at me go. Whereas actually that was all kind of irrelevant in a way, but I kind of felt like I needed to put myself forward in that, in that sense, sort of yeah. put myself up on the same kind of level with other prominent indie developers that you see out there. That's kind of where I wanted to be at. Um, and I felt but- like perhaps I was faking it a little bit at the start I mean certainly not now now I'm kind of like in in a much different place yeah and, and I think there is an element though certainly when you, you're sort of launching your first app and your first product or whatever that that I think part of putting on that role for, certainly for me um, when, when I did with GoVJ I, I did very much the same sort of thing and part of putting on that role and kind of trying it out for size is to kind of present as strongly as you can you know, you, you kind of, like you were saying before, almost kind of faking it until you make it sort of thing. Mm. I think we get presented with this idea of what success looks like without going too deep. I think that's a societal thing. There's this idea of, of what success should be. And then the idea of what being a sort of sole proprietor is, is its own kind of subset of that. And setting up shop 
um, start building something up from scratch. I think we we get this idea that maybe we should be sort of looking uh, to the outside world in a, in a certain light. You know, I am now a business owner. I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an indie dev. Whichever one of those hats you sort of think you belong to. You know, and now I must behave like this or do this. I've got to write blog posts on these interesting things and, you know, I've got to tour the podcast circuit or whatever it is or or tweet in, in a certain manner. Um, yeah, I think there's a role there that, that is sort of a, a lens that, that is easy to kind of put on this stuff and, and think that you've got to behave like that. I think I just didn't um, want to show any weakness, basically. That was that was my thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think... I could reflect and say similar sort of things about myself, certainly at the start. I mean, I'm in a similar position in terms of um, the the uh, success or not of my apps. You know, they're they're making that they're making enough to still remain a viable thing that I do, but there's certainly not an income to support my family. You know, they 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 kind of barely support my my tech habit at the moment. <laughs> Uh, which which kind of feels a bit odd, you know. You sort of feel like you're you're kind of writing apps to make a bit of money to then go and pay Apple for more hardware to write apps <laughs> to make a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but you know the reality is is that this is part of me and I'd be doing it anyway. So it's quite nice that it's sort of generating that that, that bit of money, if you like. Uh, same as yourself, I kind of aspire to uh, longer term it being a. a a viable business in terms of of providing for my family that'd be awesome but i kind of accept that the reality of that is that it's not going to happen overnight and i think if if i think about it a bit more in terms of the the success that i see people having on the app store these days it's that it's is that there is money there there is success there if you're kind of willing to sort of put the effort in and put the time in on it and carve out a niche. I, I truly believe that that is still a viable thing. If I'm on any sort of track to success with this, it's a, a longer term play. You know, it's it's a another few years from now. I've kind of built up a a portfolio of apps or something like that, or, or you know, the, the progression that I see with GoVJ has meant that it's actually become a, a much more sustainable thing. Um, but I don't see it as being, I could just pop an app in the app store tomorrow and suddenly ka-ching, <laughs> you know, I, I've made it. I'm an indie dev, I'm minted. You know? App store millionaire. Uh, yeah, because I think those days are, are, are long gone. And if I, I think about it, they were on their way out, you know, five or six years ago when I was starting to get into to app development, really. Yeah. Like the initial gold rush, I think, is, is a much smaller window than uh, than people realised. But that's that's perhaps another subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I'm kind of, you know, quite content with my situation, I suppose, in that, you know, I can still have this indie thing in in the background. I don't know. It's it's funny how I've, I'm looking at it. I'm not necessarily looking at it through the lens of a business anymore because obviously when I had a had a company that was kind of like the the holding company for all of my apps. Um, I kind of had to look at it with much more of a business lens because I had expenses every month for, you know, accountancy and, and things like that. Whereas now I don't have any of that. Um, obviously I don't have any apps in the store right now because I'm in the middle of building one, but I, there's no actual overhead to me building an app. Um, you know, it's just my time that I'm possibly wasting, but I would be 
coding anyway so i might as well be coding this if, if you if you're following me um mm. yeah yeah i am so i don't i don't yeah. really feel yeah i just kind of feel like a huge weight has been lifted and now i can kind of enjoy my indie development for in the way that i used to enjoy it it's, it was almost like when it became uh, a business especially when it wasn't doing so well um in in the latter part um because at the start it was okay um you know everything was the apps were paying their way and i was getting a little bit of change to as a profit but um yeah i i don't i don't know what happened i guess maybe times changed given the sort of the nature of my app um it was to do with uh cody home theater remote control maybe times were changing in that um not sure but yeah i just feel kind of freed now to to really enjoy this uh experience of building this new app and i'm you know super excited about it it's really it's going to be really cool and yeah, that can now kind of fit around my my regular work. And I feel like I should note that my regular work that I've gotten is not by any means development. And that was kind of a conscious choice, um, which maybe we can unpack a little bit. Yeah. So you've chosen a job that is not development and not, not tech related? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, it's essentially a, a, re- a retail job. You know, some people would say like, why, why, why are you doing that? Why are you not going after another dev job and actually I kind of realized if I want if I want to come home at the end of the day and kind of pursue an indie development job or an indie development project rather I found that when I was a developer sort of for the nine to five uh, prior to 2017 I found it was a real struggle to do development all day at work come home and then be fired up about doing more development even though it's something different. Yep. It was like, oh, really? I've spent like nine hours in front of a screen today already. And, you know, it was a horrible day. We had servers go down and I just want to watch Netflix <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I've kind of purposefully chosen something completely different. Um, and that way I kind of feel like I'm going to be able to sort of have the the the, the mental space, I suppose, for for my for my indie stuff and it kind of by having that indie development project that that in itself scratches the itch of me needing to do something technical because just of who through the nature of who I am I'm going to need to be doing something of a technical nature otherwise I'm going to go a little bit crazy so <laughs> I I've come to realize that doing my my own projects that completely satisfies that that kind of need to be doing something of a technical nature and it gives me a, a creative outlet as well and that kind of frees me to do something something completely different for the day job. I've yet to properly start this day job, um, start tomorrow. So I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we can sort of see how the the reality of that balance starts to to weigh up. Yeah, but I think I think it's going to be good. I think had I gone and got like a, a full on technical job, it would. Yeah, I don't think it would have been healthy for me for having sort of like development and then coming home and then more development, it would have just, I think it just burnt me out. Like, I think I've gotten to know myself yeah. well enough by this point to be able to make that call. There's certainly something that I've experienced over the last few years. So as I, I kind of transitioned what, two, two and a bit years ago now from working as a um, as technical still, so I was working as a customer insight manager um, a big energy company and what that involved was 
not always technical. There was a lot of kind of, I had to drag data out of different systems and interpret that to some degree. There was an element of data analysis. had other people working with me as well, giving me the output of certain things. And I had to bring that together. And generally, a lot of my job was was presenting back the the insights and analysis that we'd found uh, from different types of, of qualitative and quantitative data. And what that meant, if I had like a very um, meeting-intensive day, a very presentation-orientated day, you know, I've been in PowerPoint bringing stuff together to look nice for, for a big meeting or whatever, that meant that I did still have a bit of gas in the tank for sort of doing iOS dev. It, it, by the time I got home and sort of had had dinner, played with the kids, chilled out, you know, still had that that little bit of energy for it uh, because I hadn't just been doing development all day. Uh, it wasn't always a perfect balance, but but I did have a balance there that I could sort of leverage the fact that the day job was not the same as the evening job. And then as as I moved into contracting work, and now obviously in the last um, just over a year, I've been working full time for for Paperkite here in in New Zealand. What I've found is that my capability and my my, my free kind of space to to develop uh, stuff like OVJ on the side has kind of been greatly diminished. It's that effect that you were describing of kind of you know you um, you've been looking at a screen all day and when you get home in the evening you just don't want to look at another screen in the same way again you know if i've been battling xcode all day uh in, in the day job then yeah i don't particularly want to boot up my laptop in the evening and and start doing the same thing again i've already done a day of it mm. that can be a tricky balance to to find and i think as well as that we, we've touched on this before but in the last year i've kind of had to obviously accept that emigration itself has been a big deal um and and you know giving time and space to to do that right and 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 to be there for my family and and those sort of things has meant that my my time for side projects has been diminished and and although you know i've I've tried to hack away on stuff and do things and, and keep keep the engine running on it all there's been times when i've just had to accept well you know it's going to be a while between between releases it's going to be a while before i update the that version in the app store because that's just the way things are right now and and that's okay right you know kind of flexing in in that way i think is is something i think if a if an app is a side project if you're an indie in that sort of sense and you're doing this in fragments and snatches of time you, you have to accept that sometimes you're just not going to have the time you know that things have to wait yeah i mean you had bigger fish to fry frankly didn't you exactly and and i mean in your sense i think you're you're creating a balance that kind of still lets you you have that space yeah and and in a lot of ways i i I kind of see it as like a almost in a sense like i'm kind of almost like a renewed commitment to my indie projects i mean this was a conscious choice kind of with that with that in mind you know I, i wanted to have something completely different for the day job so that I've, I've got that kind of that drive and that sort of kind of passion if you like so that when, when i when i do come back from work i'm like, oh cool now i can work on my on my indie apps um you know i'm not sort of uh i know i said about how i feel like freed now i don't have a my business kind of and all those expenses that came with it 
Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm now just kind of messing around for a little bit of fun. I, I, I really do want to make this something. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of excited really that I can still, still have that. And yeah, I guess I just wanted to discuss this just so if there are any, you know, other indie developers listening, it's kind of like, it, it's okay that it, you know, you don't have to be full time. You don't have to quit your job. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it may not be able to give you a full salary, but you know, I, I would still encourage you to try because <laughs> that's, that's what I intend to do. I kind of feel, I feel this kind of like renewed determination recently, especially in the last couple of months, just that I, I really do want to make this work one way or another. I feel like I've been trying for years and I feel like it's never quite worked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, this should be working by now. And I'm really going to try hard because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think also when I look back at my previous apps, you can kind of see, well, at the time it's easy to kind of be like, well, why, why didn't that work? And you kind of get a bit angry and frustrated. But now when you look back, you can kind of be like, yeah, I can kind of see why it didn't work. So it was a bit rubbish in this way and that way. Um, so I think yeah, everything that I've done to this point has prepared me. And I feel like the app I'm working on now could be, could be really quite cool. I feel like it, it represents everything that I've learned and who knows in the future, maybe it can be the app that I show an employer that might give me a job as a, as a developer. If I decide that maybe the indie stuff isn't going to work out, maybe I should be looking at becoming just like a swift developer for hire or something. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to like write my nicest code ever just so that if the, uh, if the, uh, you know, opportunity for employment does come up, then I can just open up the code for this app and show an employer and, and feel proud about it. Um, yeah, and it works as a portfolio piece in that sense. Yeah, um, but yeah. I feel like my determination has never been higher. I feel like, you know, by all rights, I should probably be sort of thinking, well, you know, it's been many, many years now and it hasn't quite worked out in the way that you'd hoped. Um, maybe it's time to try something else, but actually, no, I'm like, damn it, this is, I'm, I'm going to make this work somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. And I, I think I, I would add to that as well that, you, you sort of said, okay, um, I'm going to do this one way or the other. And, you know, th- this is a part of you and you, you kind of, you accept that you're always going to kind of have this, this side project on the go or something technical on the go or whatever it is. And I would add that to, to anybody really, it's, it's always a positive thing. If you're, if your um, side interests, if you like, are skills are things that you're you're furthering yourself in you know whatever that is even if it is something that's a a sport or a hobby or whatever that you're never likely to be you know an olympic athlete or whatever that doesn't matter as long as you personally are progressing with what you want to do and you're enjoying it then i think that's always going to be a positive that's the thing there isn't it the enjoyment exactly and and your your thing of well you know, this could be a portfolio piece. This could be the the app that explains to a future employer exactly what I can do and, and the type of code that I like to write and that sort of thing. That might be where this goes. Or you may end up with a product on the go and that could be full-time and everything. At this stage, you don't know. But the fact is, is you're developing a skill. You're developing something that, that could employ you in the future and you're enjoying it as you do it. So that that's I think that's pretty ideal. As long as nothing else is kind of falling away to the detriment of that in terms of, you know, 
feeling burnt out or the relationships that you've got within your family and those sort of things as long as you've got the things that are important to you in balance then i think success in terms of like app store success or whatever well yeah i wouldn't put so much emphasis on that you know you're going to do it anyway you enjoy what you're doing you're building a skill it's going to go somewhere even if it's not where you initially intended yeah i mean from my point of view i feel like i just can't not do this does that make any kind of sense yeah. like one one way or another i'm going to be sat here fiddling around with xcode so yeah it's like it's going to happen one way or another like i'm always going to be doing something of this nature so yeah i i figure i may as well kind of embrace it and try and try and take it kind of and, and make a success of it Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button, that will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, Also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFR Podcast and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads, that's RoboHeads spelt with a Z, and you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com, again that's RoboHeads spelt with a Z. How about you Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveNot. 